Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix. It's December 7th, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, uh, no Colin McLaughlin today. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good. Uh, we just finalized a bunch of stuff before the show today. Uh, pretty excited about uh, the basketball season upcoming for high school. Uh, I know it's not really upcoming for some. Some already got it started. I believe or getting it started. I believe Spring Mills goes tonight. I believe they're in Virginia at uh, Millbrook potentially. I think might be the right answer. But us, we're going to be broadcasting over a total of fifty basketball games between high school and Shepherd. Yeah, we got already started doing some Shepherd games, but uh, the high school season right around the corner. So, you know, it's an exciting time, I think, to get into basketball season after what was a very, you know, great football season. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, a lot to be excited about and, you know, that quick transition for a lot of, uh, you know, athletes and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And just some big things on our schedule. So we'll be doing, I want to say, 95, if not 100% of the Martinsburg Bulldogs boys uh, games. But we'll also be mixing in a lot of other games between uh, the other Eastern Panhandle schools and some girls in there. Yeah, I mean, we'll have every uh, Eastern Panhandle team on at least a few times. I think at least two or three times we'll see every boys basketball Eastern yeah, Panhandle Yeah, and then team. we'll throw in uh, the girls' games, you know, when we can. So, uh, in terms of just getting a lot of different variety along with the Shepherd games, you're going to see a lot of great basketball on TV 10 and what should be an exciting year. And I think, too, this kind of return to normalcy compared to last year for basketball I think will be great. And uh, you know, get ready for what will be an exciting season. Yeah, definitely. We'll kick it off this Friday, high school wise. We're down at Musselman for the Musselman Mixer. Uh, Jefferson, Musselman, St. Albans, and Hurricane all facing off between each other in that those two nights. Uh, we'll get our pregame show started five forty-five on Friday and four fifteen on Saturday. It's a six fifteen tip. And then following the next game will follow at 8 p.m. And then 4.45 on Saturday followed at 6 p.m. Uh, and then we'll do two more games next week. And then uh, we'll actually begin going on the road. You, myself, and Donald the Camera Guy will be on the road. We'll go down to the Seahawk Classic at Hilton Head Island High School in South Carolina. We'll get three days down there. Uh, Martinsburg boys will be playing. Also, Spring Mills girls are playing in that. So, uh, definitely going to be fun. a fun few days down there in Hilton Head. Yeah, and, you know, uh, team or not a lot of people probably will get a chance to make the trip uh, to Hilton Head. So, it'll be good for us to be able to bring those games to you and also – you know, see some good basketball and some different teams that obviously we're not used to seeing up here in the Eastern Panhandle. And it all starts on Friday with uh, some good EPAC uh, action, even though they're not playing each other. But Jefferson, I think, will be one of the stronger teams in the EPAC this year, a real good veteran squad. And uh, Musselman's got a solid team as well, so we get to see both of them in action. 
against St. Albans and Hurricane. Uh, don't know too much about their programs, but you know should be uh, a good way to start the season um, at Musselman this week. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, we'll have the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic that's held at Martinsburg High School between boys basketball teams in attendance for that. Obviously, Martinsburg, Jefferson, Bridgeport, and Millbrook. That'll be a two-day tournament. Uh, December 29th and 30th. We'll have you cover on the radio and on TV 10 for that. And then I believe in January, we'll have 11 high school games and then three Shepherd doubleheaders between men's and women. So that's six games there. And then February, I think we're looking at 11 high school games again and then uh, two doubleheaders for Shepherd. So a pretty packed schedule. I think over 50 games will be broadcasting total. Uh, pretty excited to do this. Yeah, and depending on how the season plays out or, or what maybe changes in the schedule, we might pick up a few extra games here and there. If there's a, like a really big matchup that we decide uh, is pretty important, we should have it on TV 10. So, um, and on the radio side of things, if it's uh, not a Shepherd game. Yeah, definitely. I think that was kind of part of what when we were planning out the schedule is we kind of were looking in January and February and we are like, maybe there's some times there where we could add a game or two. Yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to basketball season. Uh, you and I will split duties along with Colin McLaughlin and Jim Klein will be on for uh, some girls and boys basketball. Yeah, so it's you know a good crew. Um, and just looking forward to it. Don't really have much else to say about the schedule, but uh, happy we'll be able to do a lot of different broadcasts and get a lot of different teams' coverage this season. I am excited for that as well. And uh, – let me pull it up so I know what I'm talking about. I saw last night on Facebook, uh, Martinsburg Bulldogs football team. They will be in the parade tonight celebrating their state championship game. And uh, breaking news 32 minutes ago, just, just saw this just now uh, as I pulled up Facebook as we've been kind of meeting for the last couple hour or hour and 15 minutes trying to figure out uh, logistics for a few things coming up. Uh, breaking news: Hudson Clement has named the been the, named the West Virginia State Gatorade Player of the Year in football. So huge honor, and uh, hopefully he's got another honor coming in the next few weeks. Yeah, not Kennedy surprised Award. about that. And uh, you know, an outstanding season for Hudson Clement. So you're talking about one of the best players in the state, if not the best player now, uh, as he was officially awarded that. So shout out to Hudson. Uh, you know he was just unstoppable this season. Proved that in the state championship game with the eight touchdowns. Excellent season for him. And uh, also, you know, I was on Twitter today. Besides Braxton Todd, all of the Martinsburg seniors are open still to commitments and are open to recruiting. Um, so those guys are looking to decide on where they're going to play. So I'm sure we'll get those decisions probably in the next month or two, depending on how long uh, they decide to take or when signing day officially is but um you know those guys have all worked really hard but Hudson Clement clearly a guy that uh, I think should be on some programs radars yeah definitely and uh you know with the graphic that I was just mentioning so tonight they will be in the Martinsburg Christmas Parade and they will have their team picture as well Uh, I think it's kind of awesome that it all kind of coincides together last weekend on Saturday was a state championship and now they kind of get that parade really for the whole town to celebrate them yeah, I wonder if that's 
kind of pre-planned. Like Martinsburg wins the state championship every year, so we'll have it right after the state championship. <laughs> and then December 15th, they will have a celebration, and then December 16th, they will have a team banquet. So I know a lot of people looking forward to that. Again, congrats to Hudson Clement, West Virginia State Gatorade Player of the Year. Just saw that as I went over to find that graphic. Um, definitely, hopefully has another award coming here in the next three weeks. That I think he will. Kennedy think award. There's you know, not a whole lot of debate. I think that state championship game just submits that for him. Yeah, definitely. I, I There's no way it doesn't. Uh, he was on Eastern Panhandle Talk yesterday morning, and I know how he was definitely humbled, and he definitely, uh, you know, that Super 6 record is – is something that could there's a good big chance that uh are that could not be broken yeah I mean, that's eight touchdowns in a game that's hard to do i mean i don't know how long the previous record held but you know eight touchdowns is a ton um you're not going to see something like that i don't think probably again or at least not it'll, it'll certainly take you know another incredible performance for somebody to put up something like that is it possible yeah, but you'd really have to try to pour it on a team. And for it to happen at a state championship, usually that's not a, a simple occurrence. Yeah, definitely. And we'll be keeping an eye out on uh, all the Martinsburg players. As I did see uh, Martinsburg football did tweet out all of our seniors, as you just mentioned, except for Braxton Todd, are uncommitted and our recruitment is open, including Hudson, Jacob Barrett, Christian Slack, Justin Petrie, and more. Uh they also have some dogs coming in the class of 2023 and 2024. So definitely a bright future still ahead for uh, the state championship winning team. Yeah, I mean, those are some really talented seniors that they'll uh, lose this year, but they still have some good underclassmen. They had some guys, too, that were even like on the JV team that were just behind some of those guys that didn't get a whole lot of opportunities to play this year. But even if they were juniors, uh, you know, when they got in the games, they, they made some plays. So I think the talent level of that program is still at a very high level. And uh, all those guys that you mentioned will at least, you know, get D2, D3 offers, I would think, uh, somewhere. So some talent. That will be gone from Martinsburg, but still a great program. And, I mean, I bet a, I bet a lot of them, you know, are looking at Shepard. I mean, you look at the, the type of program Shepard has. You look at a player from Martinsburg that's already at Shepard that's leading them, that being Tyson Bajant. I mean, like, you could go to Shepard and you could play for your really your hometown team and you could continue to, to uh, fight for championships. Yeah, I think Hudson Clement has an offer from there, so – I think he'd fit in well with Shepard, but ultimately, you know, it all depends too. I think when you're looking to play at that level, what programs they have for what you want to do in life and also, you know, the academic situation and all that. So, you know, Shepard is obviously, though, from a football perspective, one of the best programs in Division Two. It would be a great fit for any player looking to uh, just continue their playing career, but I don't know what those guys want to do, like – off the field yeah definitely i saw something funny on instagram yesterday it was a map of the whole united states and it was i can't it was from it might have been from uh, some college football uh, like blog kind of thing on instagram and uh it's basically the best college football teams in each state after the championship weekend uh for fbs but there were some d2 and you know fcs teams in there and it was kind of funny because in West Virginia, it, it had Marshall. 
which I thought was kind of weird. And then I went in the comments and I saw our very own Colin McLaughlin said, where is Shepard? Shepard should be on here. I mean, yeah, based on at least success this season, Shepard's had the most success out of any team in the state of West Virginia in college football. And obviously they're playing at a different level and uh, probably wouldn't compete with a team like WVU or Marshall. But just based on success, you got to go with the Rams. Yeah. I mean, they're still fighting for a national championship. Not a lot of other teams can say that. Only four teams in Division Two can say that. And not too sure about Division, Division One. Only I'm four not, teams in Division yeah. One can say that. Well, I'm not sure about Division Three, and I know FCS, they're getting their playoffs rolling. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not a lot of teams fighting for championships right now. And, you know, Shepard's one of them. They should get the due that, they're, that they need. But who they cares definitely earn the posted on Twitter. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've reached the uh, the first commercial break here today, and uh, sponsored in part by. Let me make sure I don't screw this one up. I didn't look at it yet. Should be Parsons. It is sponsored by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. Uh, we'll talk uh, some Monday night football. That's next on the Sports Mix. Ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. My mind's a mile a minute, and my thoughts to bark like hounds. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you. The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg. Phone 304-901-7400 or online at WestVirginiaDUILawyers.com. WV Madison Berkeley Medical Center recently became the first hospital in West Virginia to acquire advanced seizure monitoring. This high-tech system is being used at the intensive care unit at Berkeley Medical Center to monitor brain activity of critically ill or injured patients at high risk of experiencing non-convulsive seizures. With the Rapid Response EEG, Berkeley Medical Center clinicians have access to the most advanced diagnostic information, allowing them to make informed treatment decisions quickly. WVU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Just reading through the press release about Hudson Clement being named Gatorade State Player of the Year. Never really knew a lot about what went into this, but now he's a finalist for the Gatorade National Player of the Year Award. That'll be announced sometime in late December. Um, Emmett Smith has won that. Matthew Stafford won that. Christian McCaffrey won that among NFL players that you would know. Um, But Hudson Clement, definitely deserving of this award, and he's deserving of the Kennedy Award as well. But let's transition now, talk some NFL football. Last night, a very (laughs) interesting and weird game occurred. I believe it was in Buffalo. Yes. As the uh, for Monday Night Football, the Bills and the Patriots. Um, I think you said the Patriots ran a total of three pass plays the entire game in a very snowy and windy night in Buffalo, and they came out fourteen ten victors over the Bills. Uh, now I believe they take the lead in the NFC North, NFC East, AFC, AFC East. AFC East my fault. In um, the AFC. In the AFC, yeah. The Patriots, I mean, where they were last year to where they are now, it's crazy it only took Bill Belichick one year to kind of get a new quarterback. They did that test with Cam Newton, didn't really work. You didn't have a great year. You were able to draft a a great quarterback, and now he's shown why he's he's a first-round pick and why he went to Alabama. Yeah, well, we talked about before the season how, you know, they – decided to trust in Mac Jones and release Cam Newton. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a big-time decision for them at the time. And uh, I think it's proven, obviously, to be the right decision. And also, they spent a ton of money in the offseason. They went in on rebuilding their defense. They went after Matt Judon to get him as a pass rusher, uh, invested in tight ends uh, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Neither of them have been super productive for them but have helped in terms of just getting more weapons for that quarterback. And they've been a very good defense and a very good run game. So, uh, you know, that's usually keys to success, especially when you have a rookie quarterback. Mac Jones doesn't turn the ball over. He plays productive football, and they find a way to win. So not too surprising, I think, that the Patriots have been good this year, but I think it's more so surprising that – they're one winning the division, which a lot of people probably thought Buffalo would win that easily. And number two, I think that they're winning the AFC. Like if they were going to be good this year, I thought they would be a wild card team. Uh, but they've certainly proven to be much more than that and a legitimate contender, at least so far this season. Yeah, definitely. And let's just take a, a quick look at the standings here because what we're uh, week 13 coming up, I believe, or 14. Uh, I think we're coming up to week 14, maybe? Yeah, we're coming up to week 14, Thursday night football. Uh, but we talk about the the Patriots now taking over that division lead for the AFC East. The Bills dropped to second. And uh, Miami, we talked about, kind of making – had a good month in November. Uh, they're 6-7. and seven. They're kind of in the fight there for um, the wild card in the AFC. But you look at the Ravens, they're still on top of the AFC North – only because uh, the Bengals lost. Bengals at second. The the I mean, if you look conference wise or uh, division wise, that that AFC East is probably the most competitive conference left to go when it comes to the teams. I mean, every team's at five hundred or above. I mean, the AFC North. Yeah, AFC North. Sorry. Yeah, I mean it's been a competitive division all year. Um, 
Baltimore sitting at top. I think they're in trouble, though, with Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, L.A., the Rams, that is, and the Steelers to end the season. So, I don't know. As a Ravens fan, I'm not very confident right now. Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey uh, out for the year with a pec injury. So, basically, their entire uh, secondary is out for the season. And then they're not playing well offensively. So, I don't know how Baltimore is going to fare here at the end of the season, especially against all-quality teams. So, we'll see in terms of the AFC North. But the AFC just overall is a real log jam. Um there hasn't really been a team to separate themselves. I mean, the Patriots are nine and four, but well, the Titans listen, really could have done that, and they could be ten and two right now. They've lost two straight. Yeah, I mean, I don't really believe in the Titans without Derrick Henry, so I think I won't be surprised if Kansas City comes out of the AFC again. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so then, the so if you look at the AFC South, uh, it's really a, a two-team race between the Colts and the Titans, and the Colts really tightening that race as they. Uh, you know that if you you know two straight losses for the Titans, the Saints or excuse me the Colts at seven and six on the year and the Titans at eight and four. Then you look at that AFC West division, also a very competitive division as well. Uh, talk about the Chiefs; they're currently on top, eight and four, which is crazy because about a month and a half ago, everybody was talking about this is not their year. This is they're going to you know have a subpar season, be below five hundred. Um, and then you look at the Chargers seven and five right there in the mix, one win behind, uh, one win behind uh, the Chargers, or excuse me, the Chiefs, and then the Raiders at six and six, as well as the Broncos. You know, both of those teams trending backward, really, uh, considering where they both started. But that AFC, you know, I definitely would agree with you. It could be the Chiefs coming out again this year, or maybe the Patriots come out again. Yeah, I just, I think it's going to be tough for the Patriots with a rookie quarterback. To win the conference while they have enough around him I just I mean that's a very hard thing to do and I don't think it's a rookie's never won the Super Bowl I don't believe yeah yeah so uh it's definitely something that would be extremely challenging but if any team were to do it it would be Bill Belichick and the Patriots uh they certainly have a lot of good things in terms of like I said, like the the formula to win with a rookie quarterback, and that's worked out for them so far. Yeah, definitely. Now let's switch to the NFC. We'll start with the NFC West. The Cardinals there at ten and two on the season. Uh, you know they get they got back uh, Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins last this past weekend, and uh, they're trending up again and ten and two on the season. They could very much be that team that comes out that uh, goes to the conference championship game against you know a team like the Buccaneers. Yeah, maybe. I think I think I'm riding the Packers right now. Still, as that team in the NFC, uh, they were my pick in the preseason. I think to win it all. So, you know, I've been big on Green Bay. I, I think Arizona has a good team, but I don't know if they'll. I just don't feel like they'll be that team come playoff time. I don't know if they have that experience yet to win in, in those big games. But Tampa Bay, you still got to think of too with Brady as a great shot to win it all. Yeah, definitely. And then you look at behind them, the the Rams right now, 8-4. and four, They won last weekend and switched to the NFC South. Obviously, you have the defending cha- Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Bucks, sitting at 9-3 and three on the season. 
then you know that division's kind of really for the second place is kind of really in a flux. You got three teams sitting at five and seven: the Panthers, Falcons, and Saints, all having pretty much down seasons. And I believe is McCaffrey out again? Do he yes. get hurt again? He is, and he's down for the year now. Yeah. Uh, and then you move to the north. You talk about the Packers sitting at nine and three right now, have a comfortable lead at, as the Vikings, the second team in the division at five and seven, Bears at four and eight, and now the Lions at one ten and one. Uh, so that division's kind of already decided for itself, really, unless the the Packers just don't have a good rest of the season. And then we get to the NFC East. Uh, Pack or excuse me, Cowboys currently eight and four leading the division, but as we know, the Washington football team coming in and uh it'll be a big matchup this Sunday at FedEx Field as Washington comes in six and six, riding a four game win streak and they're trying to uh get position on the Cowboys in the division. Because they'll play them another time after this, I believe, in two weeks after this. Uh after this weekend. So the NFC East is kinda going to be one of those divisions that could be settled at the end of the year because because it seems like the Cowboys always have a tumultuous December yeah and I think too like you look at the NFC compared to the AFC really if Tampa Bay Green Bay Arizona and then maybe the Rams as I think legit contenders but the Rams to me I just don't believe in Stafford he's only appeared in one playoff game before and he didn't win now obviously he was in Detroit and I get all that but it's like if you're an elite quarterback, you find a way to win games. So I just don't think that they'll get it done when it matters. So I think the NFC has three contenders, and the AFC is just wide open. Like any team that's in the playoffs I could see coming out of the AFC just because there's been so much inconsistency among their elite teams. But in the NFC, it's really those three, and then everybody else is just fighting to be there. I don't see those other teams – Especially when you get into the you know six and seven seeds in Washington and San yeah. Francisco being a legitimate threat. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. And you know, looking at uh, just looking at the where everybody is right now, Washington now in sixth place. Uh, the win over the Raiders broke the tie with San Francisco based upon best win percentage in conference games. Uh, that's interesting. But so looking right now, you have the one seed as the Cardinals. Two is Packers, three is Buccaneers, four is Cowboys, five is Rams, six is Washington, and 49ers are the seventh seed, and it's seven teams that make the playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I only read the seven. And then in the AFC, of the Patriots at one, Titans at two, Ravens at three, Chiefs at four, uh, Chargers at five, Bengals at six, and the Bills at seven. Kind of in that picture right now in the AFC of the Steelers, Colts, and Raiders and Browns. Uh, I don't really see the Broncos getting anywhere with that. And then you look at the NFC and that AFC or NFC picture, the Eagles kind of there, the Vikings kind of there, and the Brown or the, the Panthers kind of there. But I, I don't really know if I put any money on them being, you know, close enough to get to seven if they, they'd be lucky to get to seven, to the seventh seed and in the playoffs. Uh, but some news coming out of Washington yesterday. Uh, two pieces of injury information coming out of Washington. It appears that uh, Logan Thomas's ACL MCL was not torn fully. So his season in limbo, but there is a chance that he would play again um, this season. I guess it would just be dependent on his 
how he goes through rehab in it, which could be huge if he's able to play again this year. But that looked like a horrible injury. And uh, it looks like they have placed uh, Kalikul Hudson on the reserved injured list. That is coming out two minutes ago uh, from the Washington football team Twitter. Uh, wasn't Didn't know that he was injured and he was going on IR. Kind of interesting. Um, then the other news of the day is, I believe it came out from uh, John Kime, the ESPN Washington football team beat reporter. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's season has officially come to an end as he's having season-ending arthroscopic hip surgery. It really doesn't mean a lot because Heineke's really taken over this team and, and run it and you know gotten them to where they are right now. But uh, we hadn't really heard much about him. Hadn't really heard that you know there's a possibility he would come back, but it would be at least at least eight to ten weeks into the season. And now we've heard that he's not coming back this year, which doesn't surprise me at all because I don't even know if he would even play if he came back. I don't think he'd start, yeah. but what does potentially hurt Washington is if something were to happen to Heineke, you don't have necessarily a reliable veteran like Fitzpatrick to go to later in the season if you had to. Uh, they still have Kyle Allen, so it's not like they're not or don't have a decent backup. But at least like with Fitzpatrick, if you got in a situation where you had to go to him, now obviously you'd be coming off injury and all that. So I don't know how well he'd perform anyway at this point. But you know, based just on like how he's performed in the past, he's at least a reliable player. So it is somewhat potentially. Uh, I guess concerning for Washington, but at least as of right now, in Heineke's current status, it doesn't matter too much, presuming he can stay healthy. Yeah, definitely. It really doesn't matter. Uh, But, you know, it definitely will be interesting to see how this weekend plays out because I think, excuse me, for Washington, if they can get a win this week, it could definitely do some things going into this continuing the juggernaut run that they'll have to run through the East to finish the season if they get a win over the Cowboys. Because I'm not not thinking – they can beat the Cowboys twice. I'm thinking that they go one and one against them. It's definitely hard to beat them, especially in Jerry world. Yeah, it'll be tough. I think they get the wild card either way, whether they lose or win this week. Um, I think they'll find ways to beat the other teams in the NFC East and get into that wild card. Uh, but in terms of division, and that's going to be obviously really tough. If they beat Dallas this week, that they got obviously a really good chance the division because then Dallas would have slipped up to eight and five and only be a game back. I wouldn't expect that heading into how this season started. Oh no, definitely not, especially after, you know, the kind of mid season slump that Washington had to be able to be the position they are in right now, winning four straights. Huge for them at all, and it seems like these Ron Vera teams are second half teams uh, but this segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store not just an appliance store anymore cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living it's family owned and operated located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg go to Orsini's.com for more we come back we'll talk uh, Washington Capitals Washington Wizards as uh, they were both in action last night we'll do that next on the Sportsbook Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, 
and even a new 1,200 square foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns and Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251-360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com the future doesn't wait. Why should you? Blue Ridge Community and Technical College offers over 60 degree and certificate programs in education, IT, culinary arts, engineering, and so much more. Small class sizes, flexible schedules with evening and online classes, affordable tuition, plus financial aid is available to those who qualify. Now you can go to college. Visit us online at blueridgectc.edu. That's blueridgectc.edu. Stop waiting and enroll today. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. KMG Computers wants to be your one-stop shop for any electronic repair needs, along with electronic recycling. KMG specializes in phone and tablet screen repair, quality sales and service of desktop and laptops, along with other PC equipment, all at a customer-friendly speed and price. KMG is located at 17 Hovatter Drive in Inwood, along with their new location at 311 Cumberland Valley Place in Martinsburg. So stop and see them today or give them a call with questions at 304-821-8203. KMG Computers, quality service in a prompt manner. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix. Washington Capitals, Washington Wizards in action last night. Unfortunately, didn't hear any of those either of those games here as we had the Monday Night Football after the Bob Huggins coaches show. But Capitals got out to a one nothing lead last night from the uh, the guy that seems like every single woman is in love with, Tom Wilson. Have you seen that flow? Have you seen him? I was gonna say TJ Oshie, but I mean he's one A. I think I think one is this guy who got the caps up. And then uh, Anaheim tied the game last night at one. And then Carl Haglund put the caps up right here with this. Capitals on the turnover. They score! And it's Carl Haglund! Goal number one! 16-02 to go in the second! Haglund makes it 2-1 Washington! And then it kind of went downhill from there as uh, Anaheim scored two straight goals. Uh, both in this second period. And uh, so they were up 3-2. And then in the latter half of the second period, uh, this happened. Center now for Kuznetsov. 
Dumped in from the red line and down ice. Manson will chase this down. Goal tonight, turned it over, gave it to Ovechkin, a shot from Carlson, rebound, they score! On the third effort, put home, it's 3-3, Ovechkin shoots first, Carlson able to clean it. So the Caps tied it at 3-3 at the end of the second period, and there no goals in the third period. They went to overtime, no goals in overtime, so they did my, f- they went to, what is my favorite thing in all of sports? A shootout. I love shootouts. One-on-one. 1v1 matchup. Let's go. There you go. There you go. And uh, let me look at the numbers, see if there is numbers in here. Because I I was watching, but I don't remember where it was. Uh, Carlson ended up scoring that goal in the fifth This goal here in the fifth round of the, uh, of the shootout here after uh, kind of didn't the uh the ducks got up one nothing caps couldn't score then they didn't score caps scored to tie it at one in the second then in the third both teams scored in the fourth nobody scored and then in the fifth uh john carlson scored this goal carlson in his career in the shootout not much this is only the sixth time ever two for the previous five one decided a game looking for the win through the left circle shoots and scores Carlson with a fifth round winner and a beauty good morning good afternoon and good night Anaheim the Capitals rally in the shootout win it in the fifth round the final score four to three Caps get that big win last night and uh, they got four days or three days off, I guess, of no games. They, they will return to action on Friday. At home, they'll face the Penguins in what should be a great matchup. Uh, but right now, they're still sitting pretty right now. First in the excuse me Metro Division at uh, 16 wins, four losses. Lost in overtime six times out of 38 points. I believe they are. Yeah, they're leading the Eastern Conference right now with 38 points. Uh They've scored 92 goals for, only 65 goals against. They're 7-2-1 in their last 10, and they won their first game last night in overtime or the shootout this season. It took until December, but, you know, they're doing what the Capitals always do uh, right now through 26 games played, looking sitting pretty right now. And John Carlson stepping up too, a defenseman able to come through with uh, two goals for the Caps, obviously that winning goal. Uh, in the shootout, so playing good hockey and uh, off to a good start. Can they continue that though throughout the season? We mentioned their age earlier. Um, you know they've gotten good con- contributions from younger guys, but also still a very old team overall. So that will be important. Plus, at the Olympics this year, yeah, well, that Olympic could break. help. That could help some of the players. I think that aren't going to be competing in the Olympics, but, but the Caps imagine- have a. Good yeah, amount of their players. Top players are all going to be competing, so yeah. they won't get much time off unless they lose early on. Yeah, definitely. And now let's transition to uh, the other team that plays at Capital One Arena in DC during these this season. That's the Wizards. They've now lost three straight for the first time all season after a one sixteen one ten loss in Indiana last night. They're now fourteen and eleven on the season, and I'm still going to bring this up. They were at one point ten and three. 
Yeah. And we were all sitting pretty, really happy. And uh, I think it was you that said, how long can this go on? Yeah. I mean, obviously not long. They've, they've been okay. Like it's, it's a team that probably is fighting for six, seven, eight seed, but they shot 53% last night and Beal had 34 points. They just can't play defense. 116 isn't the end of the world. They've played way worse defense in the past. So this season overall, they're actually playing okay on defense. I mean, I'll take it compared to last season. Uh, but they're, you know, they're they're still not 100 percent healthy. They got some guys in foul trouble last night. It was really, uh, I think, the difference because you look at their team overall from the free throw line. Let me look here. Indiana shot. 22 free throws. Washington shot 21, but Indiana shot 21 of 22 from the free throw line. Washington shot well, 17 to 21, but just you know, too many fouls in some crucial situations that hurt the Wizards last night. They shot the ball well, like you said, from the floor, but allowing the Pacers to you know get to the line and have most of their good free throw shooters knock those down uh, did hurt them a little bit. But overall, I mean, Beal has a probably his best game of the season so far but they didn't get a whole lot of contributions from other guys at least uh some of their key role players didn't have as good as games they've had in the past and they lose a tight one to indiana who uh they had a lot of good games with last year but i believe beat them all four times they played or all five times if they played an extra game in the playoffs yeah or in the um, play-in so i mean it is what it is. They'll finish out their road trip tomorrow night at Detroit. We won't have that game. We'll have WVU men's basketball on the docket tomorrow. Uh, but they've slipped now to fifth in the East. That's not as bad as they could be. Uh, but they've also not played uh, – or no, I was looking at something wrong. They've all, they've just lost three straight. And, you know, a team like the Bulls, they're kind of ascending right now. 17 wins, only eight losses. They've won four straight, 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. The Nets are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. The Bucks 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. Heat and the Wizards, both 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. Yeah, a somewhat tough stretch coming up for Washington as well. While they'll play the uh, Pistons on Wednesday, that should be a win, you would think. 4-19 is Detroit they lose that game then you get concerned i think because utah comes up denver sacramento they're not very good but then the suns the jazz again the nets so that's a tough stretch and then knicks uh 76ers heat and Cavs, kind of to end the month of december so there's some big games coming up for washington they need to figure out a way to get some quality wins a lot of western conference teams that are some of the best in the nba so when will we stretch. see Rui Hachimura? I don't know. I'm not Rui Hachimura, nor am I a team doctor or team trainer that's probably helping him get ready for this season. Apparently, three days ago, CBS Sports published a, uh article. Rui Hachimura could be out until January. He is still in phase one of his return to play and hasn't started five-on-five contact work yet, according to Wizards insider Quentin Mayo. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. He is... Started last week, he was sitting on the bench during the game, so that's good. Uh, I guess he's going to begin practicing with the Capital City Go-Go, the D-League team? G-League. G-League team. Owned by Gatorade now. They're owned by... The G-League's owned by Gatorade? Yeah, that's why they changed the name. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Uh, But we've reached 
The last Brick of the Day segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to Hagerstown.com for more. HagerstownFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Talk a little uh, college football bowls. Where's WVU? Where's Marshall? What are the top intriguing bowls in the college football playoff? That's next. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You need to keep your vehicle in good working order, but car and truck repairs can be very costly. Bears Repair in Martinsburg performs all kinds of auto repairs at prices most often well below their competition. Bears Repair offers tune-ups, oil change and lubrication, small and large engine and transmission repair, wheel balancing, front end alignment, exhaust system replacement, air conditioning checks, auto inspections, and new tires. Stop by for a free estimate at Bears Repair, 904 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, phone 262-0208. Bears Repair. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your December 7th. December 7th. It's already December. It's almost my birthday, too. Doesn't feel like it. Uh, but this segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Philly McCoy call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices. They're at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. So we uh, conclude today's sports mix. We said we were going to talk about it on today's show, so we kind of have to talk about it. We, we mentioned the college football playoff a little bit yesterday as we wrapped up the show. Just didn't have a lot of time with the two guests we had on and then excuse me, talking to the Washington football team when, excuse me again. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about this. Alabama beats Georgia in the title game. They get the one seed. Georgia gets the three seed. Michigan to the two seed. And we have a group of five team. Well, not for much longer, but still a group of five team getting the number four seed and will be in the college football playoffs. Yeah, and Cincinnati, and they're probably going to lose. Because they, they got to play, play Bama. Bama. I was looking at a... Uh, thing 
I don't know where it was. I think it was on Twitter, maybe from a uh, college reporter, maybe college sports reporter. I'm not too sure, but it was a bracket for expanded playoffs. This year's version, like what a bracket would look like if you went to 12 teams. And I think that'd be some pretty intriguing matchups. Well, so is it just taking the top 12 teams in the country? Yeah, so it's just taking the final college football playoff rankings and then putting them into a bracket, and the first four get buys, I believe. Interesting. And it, and it looked like some pretty good matchups because, I mean, you have Ohio State still in the mix, Notre Dame still in the mix, uh, Baylor's in the mix there, Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Utah, you know, Pitt, Pitt a team that kind of, kind of comes out of nowhere in the ACC could get in it. Uh you know, it's just pretty intriguing how that would go out or how that would be because, I mean, college football expansion, playoff expansion has kind of been on the, the mind for a little while. Yeah, I don't know. I go back on back and forth on it a lot because you look back at the regular season and those top four teams, Cincinnati already beat Notre Dame, so that's why they're in four. Georgia has beat Ole Miss, who's a team that would be in this, I guess, hypothetical playoff Alabama has beaten Ole Miss I believe as well so those are their two losses right Bama's one loss was to let me make certain yeah they beat Ole Miss by three touchdowns I remember that game now they lost A&M that's who it was so it was kind of a fluke game Michigan already beat Ohio State so we don't need to see Ohio State so it's like and then those other teams I mean they're two lost teams and they're not that great of programs like Utah is not going to beat anybody as a three loss team Michigan State did beat Michigan but then they also lost some other big games so I just feel like the regular season already kind of thins out a lot of the teams and and really there's not much debate over who could be in the playoff this year so most years you know I think eight would be an okay number you know I'd be cool with eight uh the proposal that I've already all, or always been kind of in favor of would be the five power five champs. But now who even knows that that's relevant because yeah. the power five is going to change so much. And then, uh, you know, three at large bids, the next three best teams in the country, best team, in the group of five would be one of those at large. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, let's look at the other bowls going on. Uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers, they are in the guaranteed rate bowl Minnesota, against Minnesota. That is December 28th, 10, 15 p.m. We will have that game right here from the Mountaineer Sports Network, I believe, a 6.30 pregame show. And uh, Marshall gets a pretty good bowl game, and it's a, a Sunbelt preview for them. They will be at the New Orleans Bowl facing number 23, Louisiana. That is the 18th i believe at set at uh 9 15 p.m so those two teams got uh they definitely got some good bowls i guess you would say uh but you know what's a what's a bowl that you think is kind of going to be a very good matchup um you know i'm looking here through the bowl games and uh i'm gonna go with that oklahoma state notre dame game there you go. I think uh, a couple that could be the Independence Bowl, BYU, number 13 BYU, UAB. App State, West, Western Kentucky could be a good game. Uh, let me just go down here. I think San Diego State, UTSA. I don't really know about that. Uh, UTSA, the champions for Conference USA, kind of didn't get a great bowl. Uh, 
I think an Auburn-Houston matchup is a pretty good matchup. Texas Texas Tech-Mississippi State kind of is a good matchup. Uh, It's interesting to see the pinstripe bowl being Virginia Tech and Maryland. That could be a a big game as well. Uh, But that'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Capuis saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. 